0: Hey, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the various playoff scenarios that the NBA could have when they return to play and how they would affect the Mavericks. Welcome back to 77 Minutes in Heaven, a Dallas Mavericks podcast that's part of the Athletic Podcast Network. This is Tim Cato. I'm the Mavericks beat writer for the Athletic. With me is Dave Dufour, my uh, always co-host, except for the time that he's not my co-host.
1: But today is one of those times, Dave. (laughs) How are you? I'm fantastic. (laughs) That is the most funny uh introduction I've ever gotten that was amazing
0: I feel I feel like I'm just building on these these more nonsensical uh statements uh-huh. and and it's it's just going to keep going there's no reason to stop at this point Yeah
1: Yeah it, it's like oh yeah it's Dave and he's always here except for when he's not You know I just just wanted to couch yeah. it you know you know sometimes
0: sometimes uh, you have more important things to do and uh but you know thankfully today's not one of those oh, days Oh there's
1: nothing more important than talking to Tim Kater <sighs>
0: I agree. I wish everybody felt that way, but you know, you can't have it all. So uh so so NBA playoffs. Uh, and and uh they might be coming back. Looks like they're coming coming mm-hmm. back uh real a lot sooner uh from uh not not maybe not sooner, but like it feels like it feels tangible. It feels like I can reach out and like see these plans in right. motion and and see like, I am no longer like a, a sports journalist, like adrift at sea, like there's land in sight, I guess. And and that is a, a different feeling than we've had for the past few months.
1: Yeah. You know, I was um, I was pessimistic that that they would come back. I still don't even know if it's a smart move. Right. And uh, certainly there are it, it would be very easy to poke holes in any plan, but we don't know their plan yet. So, you know, I think preemptively poking holes is, is not worthwhile. Uh, I will say that if, like Jared Dudley said, they're just going to let players come and go, that seems like a big mistake. Um, But other than that, everything seems to be up in the air, including, you know, potential play in for the playoffs. Maybe they're going to do six to ten regular season games to get everybody back in game shape ahead of the playoffs. They're apparently talking about a World Cup style group stage. It seems like they're just throwing everything into the wall. And and you know they're using this as an opportunity to potentially try out some new avenues uh, and, and ways that they want to actually do the season and the playoffs. I, I don't know if that's a great idea, but it definitely feels like we're coming back. I mean, it, there's just too much smoke uh, for there to not be a fire, and and so it looks like we're we're going to have basketball sooner rather than yeah. Not. That's what I keep debating is that we know Adam
0: Silver wants to experiment with various playoff scenarios and play in tournaments and all these things. Is this the right time to like, I know things are weird and different, but you know, it it also feels like maybe this is this, this is the time where you play it by the book and and just try to stick with what you know works.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, changing the, the rules to the game while you're playing it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Right. And, and I think that keeping it simple makes the most sense. Like why, why finish the regular season? Now you're just adding, you know, 35 people per team times 14 extra teams that you have to handle and and keep track of and, you know, potentially testing and, and contact tracing. If someone, you know, gets a positive test, like you're just adding extra variables for no reason. And, and with the play-in scenario,
0: you know, you're running into a situation where because, you know, it, the Mavericks, I think, would be the team most affected. You know, I think I think every if every, they were doing
1: a seven, eight. Plan, right, yeah.
0: right, right. I think every contingency that, that you come up with, like it is going to affect teams. And, and you know, this entire situation has affected teams. But, you know, depending on how you how you tweak it and depending on the scenarios you, you choose, you know, it's it's not like it's not like any of these scenarios can like level the playing field more or 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 fix you know the pause that happened like every team has right. been affected by this break and and by the you know just unprecedented nature of, of the season pausing I, I i is is um like do you feel like the scenarios are are meant to try to fix that and, and say well you know
1: i i'm not sure right
0: or is it just is it literally just the nba doing. being like well they can't say no now because everything's weird anyway
1: well, it it may be a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Right. It might also be them saying, you know what, things are weird. Let's get weirder. Let's see if we can, you know, spice it up a little bit. I you're not going to have an issue with an audience for this. I, I don't I don't know if people are are thinking straight. You you could literally have NBA basketball March Madness style from noon to like midnight Eastern, and people are going to watch all of it. It will replay Honestly, like we've all watched The Office on Netflix 50 times already. You know, we've all, we've all re-watched all of our favorite shows. We're now, you know, approaching three months into this. People are going to watch basketball. I don't care who's playing. So why mess with what has already worked? And the other thing is, again, you're changing the rules of the game. The Mavericks won 40 games. They have a 10.5 game lead over Portland, who's the ninth place team. Why should they have to... Now, win a a small tournament to make the playoffs. They made the playoffs. Right, right. Now,
0: I was going to make a bad joke. I'm not going to do that.
1: (laughs) No, make the bad joke.
0: (laughs) Well, you mentioned the office, and I I was going to say that the basketball when it returns may look suspiciously like that one basketball scene from the office. Oh, it's
1: going to it's going to be bad. But and, there's, and an is, there's an no audience for it. There's an argument for having that. regular season games, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, there there isn't there's an argument from the quality of basketball standpoint, from an injury standpoint because, you know, there is a different intensity with the playoffs and having guys go, you know, from practices, maybe some scrimmages straight into playoff basketball could present some problems. I, I'm positive, though, that that there's a workable solution that doesn't involve having to play any regular season game.
0: I do want to let's let's specifically examine that seven, eight play in idea, which would be the seven through ten seeds, you know, all go into a tournament fashion. Um, is, is there is there more details specifically there about how, you know, how many games it would be? I, I guess no, winner, I mean, you know, just single el- elimination four seeds or like for. Uh, yeah, four seeds, single elimination tournament.
1: Yeah. And that would be weird.
0: Right. And, and I get that the idea behind it or, or, you know, one of many ideas behind it is to say that, you know, if we had let the regular season play out, the Pelicans were surging and they were pushing. And, you know, maybe maybe Portland would, would have been able to do the same thing. Uh, both of them are just two. Yeah. Uh, both of them are three and a half behind Memphis. Like that is that is a lead they could catch up, especially since Memphis was, you know, uh, four and six in their last 10 games but then then it sure. loops in it's Dallas possible. yeah it's possible and and i get how it's not fair to the pelicans to just end the season now and, and and by extension portland but it's equally not fair you know for for the mavericks to be in the same situation because while dallas right. is a 7 seed they they you know they have the sixth best uh net rating in the league and they they have such a big lead you know they they are they're 7 games up on memphis uh in, in the 8th seed net rating isn't wins we 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 live you know this this is a league that's currency is winning games but it is it is clear it is it is unmistakable that the Mavericks are a playoff team this year their quality of what they've done all season makes them a playoff lock
1: and at this point right now they are a playoff lock even if it is the seventh seed listen if the regular season's over they're the seventh seed right and, and Memphis is the eighth seed. That's just how right. it is any any because scenario the where rules. they could
0: potentially miss it. it's just it, it's it's not fair
1: to them right. It'd be like changing the election from the electoral college to the popular vote <laughs> uh in the middle of the election. Oh, well, I didn't like this halfway through the election day. I don't like how these these numbers are looking. Let's just change it. <laughs> I, I just again, you operated under this rule that wins actually mattered. And Dallas won a lot of games. They won more games than Portland. They won more games than New Orleans. I don't care. Like, to me, fair is, well, you know what? Hey, the season ended early. No one could predict it. uh, But Dallas was the better team this season under the rules we were playing by. And and if you're Portland, if you're New Orleans, you just tip your cap. You say, hey, you know what? We'll be back next year. I I just don't get this, this need to... Uh, try to create a playoff race when you're literally going to have the playoffs, like the buildup for the playoffs. All you're doing if you do this is you're even further devaluing the regular season and telling me I never should have cared about anything that happened anyway. I shouldn't have been invested that Dallas won 40 games. I shouldn't have cared because it didn't matter. Right. Because, you know, uh, maybe Luca twists his ankle in the in the a game against the Pelicans and the Pelicans wind up in the playoffs. Right. And it's, it's, you know, Portland and new Orleans are both three and a half games behind
0: Memphis. There is a scenario where if they have 20 games, they might be able to catch up. If you just bring the regular season back for five games, so you can hit the the benchmark that you need to make the television, television money and get full payments and, and all those things. Right. Like you, 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 the only, the only way you could def- than that, I believe, is by saying this is necessary for the product of the game that we have these warmups. But there are other ways you can do that. You could have exhibitions and you could have warmups and you could have teams, you know, if, if you keep the conference seating, you know, have them play a few warmups games against the playoff teams of the other
1: uh, of the other conference or, or something like that. I'll tell you, honestly, like this, this, the solution for this is simple. You could because you wouldn't have to have travel. Teams could be playing every single every other day, not every day, but every other day. You could knock out all of the remaining regular season games if you really wanted to right i mean if you if that's if you're just hell bent on well, we want to give these teams a fair shake at making the playoffs, well, that's a fair shake because not only is it fair for Portland and New Orleans and even Sacramento to get a shot at at making the playoffs, but it's also fair to Dallas and Memphis that up to the point that the season stopped were the better teams, right? They are the, they're the ones that keep getting that are overlooked in the scenario. You know, the, the teams that, that did their job during the season. It's a question up to that point.
0: It's a question of whether the NBA wants to be as fair as possible or whether they're just taking advantage of the situation to, to, you know, introduce these things that, you know, maybe are great. I, I don't, I don't have any issue with the tournament. It just, I, it does feel like this isn't the right time to do it. Um, the same goes for, you know, what, what, what if you see 1-16? through 16? Something I would love to do going forwards. Is this mm-hmm. the right t- time to I'm do okay it? I'm okay with that, actually. It's, it's, so I'm okay with it's that. It's very funny because the Mavericks would still play the Clippers. That, by the way, it right. worked out. That, that's, that's, that's the amusing yeah. sidebar that, you know, right now they would be playing the Clippers and would remain rem- playing the Clippers if you ended the regular season right now and just seeded 1-16. through 16.
1: Yeah, I, that one I'm a, I'm a little bit more okay with, you, and, and I I believe that the East teams would be okay with because you're still taking East uh, eight East playoff teams, and and this is this would actually be a great time to try this, because you don't have the travel headache, right? You don't have like Orlando having to fly to L. A. for for the series, so you could you could test this out, see if it gives you a better outcome I don't really think it's going to change all that much you will get some interesting matchups that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise Uh, but other than that I don't think it changes a whole lot you still maintain the conference playoff berths but losing the actual conference seating I I think that that's way more interesting than the potential play-in And again, I only mean it for this season. If they want to add a play in and the league, you know, and the teams vote on it and they decide, hey, this is the route we want to go. Well, then those are the new rules. You still are devaluing the regular season to a certain degree, but that's, you know, that's your prerogative. I I do think, though, that going one to 16 seeding, man, that would be that would be excellent. I would like to see that.
0: Yeah, I, I do feel the same way. But I'm wondering if I'm just leaning into my bias that I would like to see that going forwards as well. So I, I that that might yeah, be maybe. why I'm I'm uh, partial to it. What other scenarios have you seen out there floated? Um, that that is, is are there other ones worth discussing?
1: Um, I you know the World Cup style group play st- uh, stage is is an idea that's out there. I don't. I mean, I'm not interested in that. I, I think that just, you know, stick with the traditional playoff. I would love to see a single elimination tournament, but we're never going to get that. So I don't understand why we would have group play. It doesn't really make much sense to me. It's not like you're going to have all the teams involved in group play for their new seating. You have this long regular season for that reason. You know, this idea that, that you would do what they do in the World Cup and, and everyone's going to play everyone in their little pod – and then come out, you know, based on scoring or whatever into new seeds. Uh, So that's kind of a half-baked idea. I don't don't know how how much thought has been put into that one. It doesn't really make much sense to me. I personally would love to see the playoffs switch to a 3-5-7-7 series number of games uh, for the playoffs. So that first round, you might actually get some upsets. Uh, The second round, you still might get some upsets. And then by the time you get to the money rounds, which is, you know, conference finals and the finals, you know, then you're getting the longer series where, you know, more likely the better team winds up winning. So I would I would personally love to see that. I'm not sure if I like that. I thought I would when you first said it, but I
0: mean, I think either the idea is that you have a playoff series that's consistently more open and uh, less predictable. And that would be like, you know, every series is three or five games or you have one where you are convinced and determined to get the actual best team in the league to win. And that would be, you know, and the, that's what we have. Right. Now. That's the current Seven. series. And that that is why the league is so consistent in terms of of there's always a, a dominant. There's almost always like two dominant franchises. And a lot of the times you can start a season knowing the winner will be one of these three or four teams. Um, although yeah, I will say, exactly. you know, that is that is the biggest disappointment of the season, because everything finally for the first time in in years felt so up and so up in the air that it, it could.
1: Oh, yeah. see, I disagree. Well, I still think that that this season was coming down to like three and, and maybe four teams, but most likely three is Lakers, Clippers or Bucks. That's fair. Maybe
0: maybe Toronto kind say. of right on the fringe. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. one more um Eastern Conference team. I don't know. This this season yeah. had a had a there was a little more optimism a team like the Nuggets or the Rockets. And I as I say that I have no faith in them actually anymore. But but just a little bit more faith that a team like that could put together a run. But I agree. You know, the league is set you up know what, to get though? the best team to win. Either you fully embrace that and keep it there or uh, I, I, don't, I don't like the idea that the best team could lose in the first round because of random variation when the latter series are set up to make sure the best team is, is the, the victor still.
1: I think the Rockets and the Mavericks to a certain degree uh, and the Lakers are the teams most likely to come out of the gate and look pretty close to what they were. Maybe the Clippers as well, just because of how their offenses are. Where it's, you know, heliocentric, one guy kind of doing a lot of the work. Clippers, differently, but, but their offense is, is pretty simple. As long as guys are hitting shots, I think that, that those teams stand to benefit the most from catching teams off guard. A very quick cross-board analogy is that when the
0: Bundesliga came back, the German Soccer League... Uh, one of the teams that struggled the, the on the first match day was RB Leipzig, and RB, RB Leipzig plays a very, very uh, defined, structured, oh, yeah. uh, structured uh, system, and without the enough practice leading up to it that they probably would have needed to really get there, they they looked a little bit lost. You know, I, Dallas obviously isn't one of those systems. They have a lot of movement in plays but they also have Luca and just say let's run pick and rolls until we find the open shooter mm-hmm. and uh you know that 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 is you know the having that absolutely gives them an advantage where you know they don't they don't have to be at their sharpest because a lot of what they do is generated out of one person and as long as Luca's at his sharpest which you know you know there's there's we've talked so much about his conditioning and you know again how you know he was in great shape coming into this year and and once again he did look like he was you know, starting to gasp and, and and pant a little bit during, you know, lots of lots of hands on his shoulder or hands on his knees, I should say, during the you know as as games came out of the the All Star break. So you could say that's great, and he's going to be great coming out of this, or you could say you know maybe he's going to lose some of that conditioning he even had and and will struggle. So it could go any way. But if Luca's up to par, you know, if Luca is still Luca. Um, you know the same the same guy he was this season. Then yeah, Dallas Dallas will be
1: great. You know, I think so. I, I think that the the puncher's chance thing is going to come into play quite a bit, especially if they're not going to play any regular season tune up games. You're going to get it- it's sort of like um, early season baseball. And I-, I Again, another cross sport analogy. Early season baseball. Hitters haven't had a chance to catch up to pitchers because pitchers and catchers report early. So pitchers are more in like regular season shape in April, early May. You have a couple of hitters that, that sometimes come out really hot, but for the most part, the league is behind. The hitters are behind the pitchers. And I think that when you have guys like LeBron, Giannis, uh, Kawhi, James Harden, Luka Doncic, and those guys are sort of like your, your really good starting pitchers in the way that they control the game. It's going to be harder in the early rounds for teams to catch up with. Them. Right. And on the flip side, teams. And I'm not a gambler, but that's where, where I'd be putting my money.
0: Teams like Toronto and Miami might suffer a little bit more just because they don't have the cohesion that that really defined them in, in seasons like this and defined their, their coaching staffs and their coaching trees, or at least for Toronto this year more so. Right. Right. Oklahoma City maybe could uh, could be looped into that as well, maybe even Denver. Although now I think I think Jokic is is one of those starting pitcher uh, analogous
1: uh, players. I I would mm-hmm. say, yeah, the guys that dictate pace, the guys that really you know are the fulcrums of the offense. Those are the guys that are going to have huge advantages, right? Although I worry about shooters (laughs) with all this time out of the out of the gym. I worry about shooters being able to find their rhythm. Oh, it it does take a while. And let's not forget that the gym at Disney, the gym that they're going to play in is not like a a massive arena. Like the sight lines are different. Right. It's sort of the opposite of what college basketball does when they move into the large like the Georgia Dome and stuff like that. And you watch guys in national championship games unable to shoot. Right. I wonder, I wonder if that
0: would, you know, I think, I think NBA players adjust to arenas because they've done it for so long, but I, I would be a little surprised if, you know, like every practice facility is going to look like the gyms they're playing on every single, just about every single gym they ever practice on in the off season will look kind of like this or Orlando one. Um, if, if, if it does come to fruition, uh, it's It's worth noting and and perhaps it will be something that affects them, but my my hunch is that the shooting will be fine, except for you know just the reps that were missed man any anytime i I actually get out to a hoop to shoot on it's uh it's it's like I have to like the muscle memory comes back, but like the first ten shots feel like I'm making foreign motions that I've never made before it's very. I I I'm not i uh, I'm not suggesting this is a useful comparison whatsoever but um yeah but
1: yeah well I mean listen guys get rusty like we we see it all the time we we see it in uh preseason games NBA game speed is different than NBA practice speed NBA exhibition speed NBA uh scrimmage speed and all these other things so like we're going to literally watch this entire process play out and and my hope is that that they're doing it in a way so that we don't get more injury risk because that's my one, my one major concern with these comeback plans is not allowing enough time for these guys to get their bodies back in shape. And that's when you get the soft tissue injuries and, and, and stuff like that. But the NBA is on the cutting edge of all this injury prevention stuff, so I'm certain that that's a part of all of their planning. Right. Which, uh, if, if you had to choose one plan right now, which one would it be? Um, it would be come back with the playoff teams, uh, find a way to scrimmage, you know, get some competitive scrimmaging going on between teams that aren't likely to face each other, and uh, and then just roll out the playoffs. Maybe start August first, try to wrap it up by October first. I think you would have to keep this the conference standings in that scenario, so that you would have you
0: could probably yeah, you could you could probably. have those competitive scrimmages, closed doors or not, against you know the other conference. Uh, and final question for you, but, but, or I should say, I, but I agree with you. I think that is the best case scenario yeah. to come back.
1: Because I just want it to come off without a hitch. Right. And, and the fewer people involved, the, the better. The fewer, the merrier in this scenario.
0: Last question. How long would Mark Cuban's uh, tweet thread be if the Mavericks did or, or if the NBA did the, uh, the, the play-in <laughs> and the Mavericks got eliminated in the first round or in, in, the, in the first game to, uh, to, to the Pelicans? Oh, my
1: God. It, all right if the, if the Mavericks were, were if they were to force them to do this playoff play-in thing and the Mavericks lost, first of all, I think it it's just as bad. Like Cuban's been pretty consistent in his in his stance on things. Uh, I think he would be just as mad about having to do the play-in as he would about them losing. Yeah, right. Just having to do it in the first place, I think, would piss him off enough. Oh, you're right. And. I don't think that it would just be a tweet thread. I think he'd be on CNBC. I think he'd be on SportsCenter. <laughs> Center. He'd be on the Wojpod, pod. He'd be on seventy-seven minutes in heaven again. He'd be doing the full media tour about how unfair
0: we it is. We we would ask him the first question on this podcast, and he would just go for fifteen minutes. So he would he would just be like, "This is this is all the ways that, that- no."
1: Listen, I'll, I'll throw it out there, Mark. You can have the pod by yourself. <laughs> Will, will our producer super producer Sasha she'll call you up she'll let you rant for as long as you want we don't have a time limit it's a podcast you can have the platform if you if they do this and you want to complain about it feel free right that would be a scenario where you
0: would not be my co-host despite usually being my co-host yeah. exactly just. Just got to do, just give us those Hawthorne ad reads and we're just bringing the, bringing the podcast full circle. All right. On that note, I think it's a good time to wrap up. Uh, but, but playoffs do seem like they're coming sooner than later and we'll keep, uh, produce, you know, we'll keep churning these pods out and, uh, keep you guys updated and and talk about, uh, the, the plans as, as they take more and more of a concrete nature. Uh, so thanks for listening and, and see you guys next week.